I, I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Welcome, welcome back to 88.3 WGTs after further review. Turn this back down again so we have back feeding. Uh, we're on our page now. Actually, Facebook uh, uh, updated it now where we can actually. Uh, go on our after further review sports page. Can you see it? I'm, I've tagged, uh, yeah, Frank and David. So it's, I share. I did end up sharing it. Uh, okay, so uh, Renee says she was tuning in live. Uh, we'll do a little review as we're talking Detroit Lions uh, football. But I've got Pat Saints along with Frank, and David's got the young guns with the uh, Rams and Chiefs. And my lock of the weekend is taking the under in in Chiefs and Patriots. Over under is fifty six and a half. I'm taking the under. Mm. David, if I had a lock of the week, I would say um over ten times someone references the Brady post game interview last week, where everyone says that they suck in the broadcast. Because I'm thinking they'll probably mention it. Every other possession, or maybe every possession. So now we're still in the NFL, but we're going to talk a little bit about um, the Detroit Lions. Go yeah. ahead. Now they got rid of Jim Bob Cooter, which uh, I, that's a weird name. I, I don't understand why someone's name is Jim Bob Cooter. But well, he's from he's from the South. Oh, he is. But I, it almost seems like a character. I know name. Jim Bob. Jim Bob was a character on the Waltons. Or, wasn't he also? Well, who was the Water Boy? Was there a Jim Bob on air or no? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember that one, but. Finally, they got rid of him, and everyone's wondering, like, who are they going to go after? People are saying, oh, they'll they'll get somebody who's got hot ties to the Patriots. Or they'll... Oh, here we go again, because it is the immaculate dynasty of a franchise. It, when are people going to realize that it's Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? It's none of the assistants, they're great and everything, but name all these assistants that have gone other places that have had to be able to build that dynasty. Matt Patricia, his first year was a pretty much train wreck. Well, and people say, oh, well, Bill O'Brien has been uh, somewhat he, successful. Uh, yeah, I right. I don't know about him. I, he, he's, he's a, eh. But let, let's be honest here. Let, let's, uh, let's get to this. That's been basically all the assistance for Bill Belichick. Romeo Cannell. Cannell. Josh, Josh McDaniels. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's just been what they've been. It's total, total crap. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's been what it is. I mean, let's face it. Bill O'Brien hasn't been that great. 
uh, what's his face? They used to coach at Notre Dame and Charlie uh, Weiss. Weiss. He's been. Oh yeah, Charlie Weiss said we'll have a schematic advantage. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, he had two great years with Brady Quinn, and when he left, well, you get the picture. Right. So I thought they were going to go that way, or that they were going to end up going with uh, do. This guy from the Rams, his name escapes me, but he had a, he was a member of the, but he had ties to the Patriots previously. Mm-hmm. Or some said that they would promote from within and promote George Godsey to offensive coordinator. He was the quarterbacks coach, and he was the same guy who got stripped of his play calling duties in Houston. Mm-hmm. That's where I didn't want them to go. So then I get news that they hired Daryl Bevel. Mm-hmm. Former coordinator. Well, everybody of the got everybody got that news. Yeah, I mean that. And my first, my initial reaction was like, "Wow, this came out of left field." Because I because nobody had mentioned him as a candidate previously at all. And it's like he doesn't have any ties to the Patriots, except one. You know what that is? What in the Super Bowl where he made what people say I don't is the single worst call in Super Bowl history, and it was against... The Patriots. No. And who was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots then? Him. Matt Patricia. Uh, was it the one where uh, they didn't run the ball, Seattle? Seattle. At the one-yard line with Marshawn. During, during a snowstorm in this part of the country. Because I remember yes. at the hotel that Channel 11 had rented out for us, and everyone was like, we thought they were going to give the ball to him and <laughs> yes i do re- and i do remember uh david being absolutely furious about that that i mean i don't david i don't mean to get to bring back any bad memories for you but uh, people say that was the single worst call in the history of the super bowl i digress on that i think i i've actually seen worse what what is worse? Me, for me, it was uh, the Falcons not running the ball on third down that would have kept them in field goal range to kick a field goal. They do that, they win. They don't blow the twenty eight three lead, and then we don't have to hear about that on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's that was what I think is, but enough enough of that. And now my my thoughts on on Daryl Bevel. I mean, look, was I was I impressed with the hire? Not really. But did I think that it was like the worst decision they could have made? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Matt, Matt Patricia says he wants to have more of a ball control offense, which I I don't think it sounds a, like a, a Patriot way. Even though you got Stafford, but I could see him having a ball. I, I think more. Well, I think more balance would be the better word than just ball control. But I mean, I've looked. I've looked at it too. I mean, you looked at. I mean, you run the if they run the ball and they can make their play action game effective, then yeah, this can be a good move. Because when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl, they had the two headed monster in the backfield with Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman, and they did play action on. I believe it was 35% of their passes is that year. Here they went they were off uh, of play, of play action. So maybe we're looking to go that route too. Who So but here but here's what I here's what I think. 
if the Lions really want to make this move work to a charm, there's somebody they have to go out and get. And as Derek walks back in here, that's somebody they need to go do out and get and sign is Kareem Hunt. Yeah. You, you put him in the you put him in the same backfield as Carry on Johnson. You have arguably one of the better backfields in the NFL. Oh, I mean, look, your running game actually got better as the season went on. Line did better at run blocking. You maybe you probably address a couple of things in the draft. Have to get better as well, but you have Hunt and Johnson in the same backfield. Guys who could catch out of the backfield as well. And you run it with both of them. That helps you set up the pass more. And you can do play action and then 50-yard throws to Kenny Galladay as well. And that's how I think you can make the hire of Daryl Bevel very effective. It's predicated on going out and signing Kareem Hunt. I mean, they might say, oh, you can... People say, oh, he's got his past issues with... Uh, Assault that he had. Look, I've said this here before. I'll say it again. What Kareem Hunt did was unacceptable. I don't like what he did. I don't condone it one bit. However, I believe that he does deserve a second opportunity. He hasn't been charged with a crime. He hasn't been arrested. And when you look at other teams in the NFL... We've got guys who have done bad things to women. Tyreek Hill shoved his pregnant girlfriend downstairs. Randy Gregory, he was another one. Greg Hardy, another. Those guys are still on teams. Well, Greg Hardy now is uh, doing MMA fighting, I think. Okay, well he was well he he was still on a team for a while, but you've got got you've got guys who still have jobs. I mean. Especially, especially somebody like Tyreek Hill. He's still on the Chiefs. So that's why I think they need to go. That's why the Lions should go out and sign Kareem Hunt. Now, they do this, they could actually keep him on a short leash. Where if he does as much as show up late for a meeting, bam, they probably cut him. Keep him on a short leash and tell him, we're going to give you a chance. But you better toe the line here, and if you just as much put a toe over that line, adios. So I mean, that's why that's what I think they they need to do because I know. And this is where I'll br- I'll bring David in since David is our resident Steelers fan. There were people going around saying that they should trade for Antonio Brown, and I say no, 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 and. No. And now this, and look, I'll be the first to admit, I love Antonio Brown. One of my favorite players in the NFL. But, problem is, he's got a little bit too much going on between the ears, and if he gets traded to Detroit, and he starts acting out, guess what? Lions are stuck with him, and they'd have to give up way too much to get him. First round pick, Third round pick, probably one of the younger guys on your roster in order to get him, and maybe even then some. Um, and if he does things that you don't like, 
you're pretty much stuck with him for however many years he's got left on his contract. You go out and sign Kareem Hunt. Doesn't cost it. You only got to pay money. Doesn't cost you any assets. Doesn't cost you any draft capital. That would be the smarter move. What if the Patriots got Kareem Hunt? I could see that happening. If they do, they do. But I think the Lions have to go and make a move. Do you think they're going to do that? Because remember, Matt Patricia came in with that little charge or whatever sexual assault when he was in college. Now you're bringing in. You know, Kareem Hunt, is this a good idea for the franchise to be bringing him in? Because because now franchises think about that now. It's not all about just playing football now. It's the, the off-the-field stuff as well. Great talent, but now teams are a little leery. Like, eh, we don't want this negative. And not to mention the Lions were 5-11 and this year. So, what well, do you do? Well, what, what, like I said, you basically, you sign Kareem Hunt, but you keep him on a really short leash. And if he does as much as stop, just step out of line, just put his toe over that line, adios. You cut him. And that that's what you do because oh, But I think it's a good I mean it's there is some there is some baggage with him, there is some risk, but I think it could be a very high reward. But once again, like I said, I am still. I don't think Matt Patricia's the guy. I, I just, I'm telling you, I understand the Patriots have that dynasty. I understand he was the defensive coordinator, but I don't know. It's just something. It's just I don't. David, maybe you got that same feeling as well. But it just seems like when they get away from Belichick and in, in the in that basically that structured system, it just doesn't work with other teams. You know, I mean, there is a track record that there is a long standing. We kind of you know, mentioned the partial list, but there's plenty others. You once you leave kind of the New England branch or get underneath Belichick and you're out on your own, it takes seasons upon seasons to, you know, adjust or some end up coming back or ended up being as coordinators because they didn't pan out as head coach. I think thinking about Detroit in general, I think why even, not to say that bringing in Kareem Hunt would be a risk because it is. I just think for, for two things. One, why would Kareem Hunt want to go to Detroit when, as a free agent, seemingly he can go to far better options in terms of making deep playoff runs so we can showcase and highlight. Well, and well, 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 David, what, what team would, who could go on a deep playoff run would sign him? I don't... I mean, I know Derek referenced the Patriots, but they've got. It's likely that they're pretty much happy with James White and Sony Michelle in their backfield. I mean, there could be a team like. I mean, the only the only, I mean, I could honestly see a team like the Bears possibly making a move for him. Or, but any other, but other teams too. I don't think the char. It's not likely that the Chargers would. Make a move for him. He, um, the Saints have no room for him. The Rams have no room for him. I mean, people might, there might be some people say that the Browns should, but they've got they're pretty much set, set with their backfield healed as well with with Nick Chubb, Duke Johnson. They're pretty much set, and plus, plus eventually Baker Mayfield's going to be due a hefty raise. So I think he go he goes to Detroit. He's still kind of he's still somewhat close to home. Home. Um, he doesn't have as bright of a spotlight on him. Things aren't going to be as intense. 
And again, he's and he's got a chance to right the ship with his career, start get a fresh start, and prove himself. Especially where I mean, if he goes someplace like New England or any other place where the lights are real bright, it's gonna there's gonna be a lot more scrutiny. But if he go he goes someplace like Detroit, I don't think I don't think there's gonna it's not gonna be as heavily scrutinized. Yeah, that's true. Because I guess because the, the the Lions aren't basically in the spotlight as as the Patriots are, but. Like once again, they have taken troubled guys. Look at Josh Gordon; kind of didn't work out, but he was because he couldn't stay off the damn weed. Well, Trademark Stephen A. Smith. Well, I don't know. It was it, there was other things too. I don't know if you, and, you know. He, to an extent, he has a problem, and that's why I kind of don't want us to be saying all that because that's kind of making you know he's not a recreational user. He has problems, but when he got to the Patriots, he was productive. And then he also really because he also has an alcohol problem too as well. It's not just the weed as you like to say. So he has a substance abuse problem. Obviously, Kareem Hunt doesn't have that. So him coming in here, hey, who's better, Sony Michelle or Kareem Hunt? I'm going with Kareem Hunt. I mean, yeah. they're going to try to get guys in there that can actually play. So, but I do think he will help the line. Any team he goes to, he'll help them out. I just want to know. Is the Lions stable enough to handle some of the situations with the off-field stuff with him and some of that baggage with him? And we know he will produce on the field. Not to mention Matt Patricia, he isn't the greatest with the media at all. I just want to see, you know, what they can do. Yeah, and plus, plus the Lions could use some star power as well. True. Well, they got Glassford. Uh, Stat Padford, or Padford, or whatever they got him, and Kareem Hunt will help, and hopefully the line and then control the ball. But only due time will tell. What about I, David? What do you think? Yeah, and I think kind of my my second point would be why not just kind of take a lower risk option, kind of get another running back in the draft because there are plenty of you know Detroit's going to have a you know early round pick. There's some big time running backs. They're projected in his mock drafts. We hear about him every year. I mean, Carry On Johnson was second round. You know, he was a day two pick. So, I mean, you can get running backs in, I mean, kind of just the way the running back cycle has been in the past five or six years where most of the star playmakers that we've seen in the NFL are day two guys in terms of the draft stock. So you can get a running back that has a Kareem Hunt type projection or outlook or trajectory in, you know, round two, round three, if you're really playing smart. And then that way you can get a guy who's younger, cheaper, doesn't come with all the off the field baggage and stuff. I think my thing is looking at this kind of Detroit, I think while you have all these other issues, not issues, but, Looking at someone to compliment Matt Stafford, I think it's time to really look at number nine, and I'll say it again. When is, you know, who's his replacement going to be? Because he's not cutting it either. Is it, is it, is it that he's not cutting it? As we have David the Man of God Harrison after further review, or is it because the ineptitude of the organization and possibly the, the head coach? And the well, actually, the offensive coordinator. I mean, Jim Bob Cooter, you know, a lot of people complained about him and his offensive game plan. Well, I mean, it's a combination. Granted, you know, the, the constant changing in offense coordinators 
doesn't help your offense in any way because everyone comes in with a different philosophy, which means different personnel. But it seems like while everything else is changing, there's this one constant that stays the same, and the team is still at the middle of the road. And if he's going to be the face of the franchise, the guys that you gave all this boatload of money to, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, cash a check, and he's not cashing. True. He ain't cashing checks that he's writing, or he's he's writing false checks. Or, I mean, he's throwing interceptions to Chicago Bears defenders. Wait, sorry. Another pick there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Frank, you got that all off your chest? Yeah. So, So, I mean, we'll we'll just see what happens, especially come draft time. I know that... uh, you know, Kuiper came out with mock draft uh, 1.0. Yeah, had the Lions taking Devin White, linebacker from LSU. Do you like that one? Because I know a couple years ago you didn't like Galladay getting picked, and he's actually a great pickup for the Lions. Devin, Devin White's somebody I like. I mean, okay. you put, so that means I think he'll, you put, be, that means he'll be a he'll be a bad player then because the guys that you like are bad and the guys you don't like turn out to be actually. That's not guys. true. Uh, that's not entirely true. Oh, okay, okay. Or you hate on them. Well, De- I think De- I think you put Devin White next to uh, somebody like Jared Davis, and yeah, you've got two very good middle line, ba- two good linebackers who can play behind, who you really help bolster that front seven. And you've already got snacks up there in the middle of your D line. So, if Nene is still watching, once again, we have the old guys, Patriots and Saints for me and Frank and David Ray, with the young pups, the young guys. And then we'll go to our final segment here on After Further Review. We'll talk about the most hated team in four major sports. <laughs> and actually, let me show you this. This Here we go. Remember this song here? I don't know if you remember it or not. Ah, oh, this is a classic. This is the Fox New Basketball Well remix or old, the new intro music or music for their college basketball. <laughs> you know they had to pay you. Check to get that. Yes, I, I I bet they did. And John T- Tesh is the original composer of this, so obviously he's getting paid. So after almost thirty years of making this song, the man is still racking in the checks, yeah, casting checks that Matt Stafford can't make. I, I uh, true. I mean, true. Look, I know I do. I do know they paid for it, but it's that still feels like they. Swagger Jack. Yeah. Yes. A lot of Swagger Jack, which could be for our new commercial, as you guys always listen to our commercials here on After Further Review. <laughs> Finally, Facebook got it to where we can actually put it on the page instead of being on my own personal. Did you share it? Yeah, I shared it. Okay, because I don't see no one on here. So I wanted, because before we had a good discussion, and we guess when you, you talk about the NFL and the Patriots, people really want to get on there. And the feed went down yeah. for some odd reason. I don't know if it's because it's my personal page or what it is, but. Who is Joseph Bashner? Joseph is my cousin in Louisiana. Oh, so he was actually watching from Louisiana. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, is he like you? Um, <laughs> Sports nut? Somewhat, yeah. He pretty much all the... He's an LSU fan, right? Yeah, LSU, okay. New Orleans Saints. Oh, so I guess he's going to be picking the Saints, huh? Yeah. Don't know if he... I don't know if... I don't think he pays too much attention to the Pelicans or not. Hey, AD is a good player. He yeah. won't be there for long, but... But for, he's going to be out a couple weeks, too. Mm-hmm. I remember when I watched him at the Palace score 59 points. Oof. Live. Live. Yeah. Totally talented. But anyway, we'll take a quick commercial break. And uh, when we return, our last segment of the day, 
the most hated team in professional sports. Now, I know the arrogant Patriot fans probably think it's them, but it's not. Really? So, yeah. So we'll let you know. Come from David the Man of God Harris, by the way. Coming up next here on 88.3 WXT.